When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, my love tribe. Welcome to Heartblend Podcast. If you're new, then hello. I'm your host, Lindsay Christian, and I help others love and discover themselves to reach their highest potential. If you're returning, then welcome back. And today we have a very special guest, Dr. Krishna Bhatta, here to talk to us about our future lives. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. I found it to be very insightful. Hello, I'm here with Dr. Krishna Bhatta, and he has some really valuable and amazing information to share with us, coming from a background of being a surgeon, an author, an inventor, and he's really big into meditation, so I want to give him a warm welcome. Thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Bhatta. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Absolutely. And I'm so excited. I just can't wait. I know this is going to be a great conversation. And can you just share a little bit about your background and how you came to a place of like spiritual healing and really getting into this? Yeah, um, I grew up in India and uh, we moved to England after my finishing my medical school. And then from England, I came to USA Mm -hmm. in 1988. Uh, in Boston at Mass General Hospital, Mm -hmm. um, which is affiliated with Harvard. And uh, after that, we moved to Maine. Maine is a lovely place to be. It's uh, also called Vacation Land, uh, which is another name for it. (laughs) (laughs) As far as meditation and uh, interest in uh, the mysteries of life is concerned, it started uh, way back uh, when I was in college, before I entered medical school, mm-hmm. I was more passionate about it when I was in medical college or school. Mm-hmm. We call medical college in India. Here, everything is a school mm-hmm. in the USA. Mm-hmm. So that's my short, brief description. And, uh, okay, nice. It. Yeah. That's awesome. And I know uh, for a lot of people, like a lot of doctors only focus on the medical side of things. But I think that's so interesting that you're also into the spiritual side of it as well. And I know that um, you're also really into meditation too, right? True, true, Lindsay. I mean, I truly believe, you know, many people talk of material and spiritual as if they're um, like 36, like opposite to each other. Mm -hmm. I feel like why not have best of both? Yeah, absolutely. So that's that's how I had my life. I mean, I spent as much time in medicine as much as in meditation. Mm-hmm. I've met mm-hmm. as many mentors in medicine as many, the same number, if not more, in the spiritual world. And I love meeting people. I love going to uh, spiritual places, whether it is a, doesn't matter what it is. I mean, any spiritual place has got a lot of vibrations, a lot of good vibrations. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter which religion it belongs to. 
So I will mm-hmm. go. One of my hobbies or passion is to go and meditate in those places and feel the energy. Um, and one of the places which is known for energy is Sedona in Arizona, you know, like Arizona, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People say there is energy. So I will go and I used to sit there and, met, you know, try to feel and absorb those energies. Oh, yeah, that's so nice. I would love to go there. It seems like such a calm place. Yeah, with those red pictures, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some good benefits for someone to start meditating? Or how does someone start getting into meditation that has no background? For them, and I think uh, for anyone else, I mean, uh, with a lot of uh, years of my experience and uh, work in this area, Mm -hmm. I actually created an app called Relax with 2X, Mm -hmm. and it is available on relax.org, again with Mm -hmm. 2X. And one of the concepts there is uh, the concept of intermittent silence. And uh, which basically entails 10 minutes of silence per day in your life. Mm -hmm. It has a very definite advantages. Uh, I mean, there is advantage of silence already established. And so far, many people will do silence. They will go for 10-day retreat or 7-day retreat in a meditation place Mm -hmm. and do practice that. But... I want to bring intermittent silence of meditation in the mainstream. And for that, I think 10 minutes a day can transform the life. And mm-hmm. I think is a, is a good way to start. It may be uncomfortable in the beginning because we mm-hmm. don't like to be silent. We like always action, right? You know, right. <laughs> or iPhone or iPad, checking my email, mm-hmm. or playing some games. But, oh yeah, lots of distractions. Yeah, but uh, mm-hmm. you know the way you can also see that. I use this terminology a lot. Like if you have money, and which we have nowadays, most people have some money. Mm-hmm. We like to overspend. When mm-hmm. we have food, we overeat, and mm-hmm. with mind, we do overminding. Mm, I like that. So giving ten minutes of rest. Um, a day, I think is a good idea. And then it can help if you wanted to go deeper in meditation or deep, deeper in any search, like you like to get into regression of past life. Mm-hmm. If you practice this intermittent silence, once you get into that that zone, you know, that, uh, that area, mm-hmm. your journey to the past life regression will be a little easier mm-hmm. at least that's what i think and, oh yeah um, at some stage i want you to share about your thing as well but um, the intermittent silence it consists of four steps mm-hmm. four definite steps one is close your mouth so when you close your mouth you are without words mm-hmm. and uh, closing my your mouth and just being without words for 10 minutes gives rest to the, all the path, all the neurons and uh, neural pathway in the brain that are connected with that function. Mm-hmm. 
but it also gives you a practice of uh, when to speak and when not to speak mm -hmm. in your real life. So that's one part. The second part is close your eyes. And when you close your eyes, you're kind of cutting off yourself from outside world. Mm -hmm. and all your visual pathway gets rested. And this mm -hmm. also gives you the strength, the power of observation. Now, you kind of develop uh, yourself. You can observe other people well and better. Mm -hmm. The third one is silent listening, which is any sound that's coming, you just let it pass through. You just acknowledge it, but let it just go. You don't want to judge it. Mm -hmm. and just let it go, you're watching the sound, so silent listening. And again, this uh, simple exercise, simple routine, can give you the power of listening. You can become a better listener. We always like to speak, mm -hmm. <laughs> not listen. We all love, love mm -hmm. speaking, right? So mm -hmm. this gives you the power of listening and uh, the, you know, the habit and the practice of uh, listening. And mm. the last one is silent watching of the thoughts so any thoughts that come through you just let it transit not get attached mm -hmm. to it mm -hmm. and if you somehow get attached which happens you when you realize that you are attached or you are being hijacked by that thought process you just come <laughs> you come mm -hmm. back and say okay i'm back and let it pass by so you know Doing this ten minutes it really is very, you know phenomenal um, effects on your yourself, and then whatever you want to do, you can do it better. I mean, if you want to go into past life regression, you can do it. I don't know if you have a, I, I, you may have heard of the book Chicken Soup for the Soul. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, one of the things they did, you know, coming up with the title. And they were not practicing because I said so. They would go into silent kind of, you know, going in inside themselves, silent mm -hmm. practice of silence and trying to figure out uh, what title, you know, so let the title come from inside you. Mm -hmm. So that's another uh, beautiful thing about practice of this silence is that if you have a puzzle or a situation, you can just go in there and find an answer. And somehow the answer just appears. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. We already have so much uh, natural wisdom within us. And it's like, you just sit with yourself and tune in, it will come to you. Mm -hmm. Well, well said. <laughs> That is awesome. I love that. And I'm going to practice some silent intermittent meditation today for sure. I need it. My brain has been in overdrive. <laughs> I've been overminding today for sure. <laughs> you like the word overminding? I do. I like that because I never thought of it that way. And uh, it's true. Sometimes that, that mind can run away with you. So that's really good information. So in, in the app, there is a description that mind has, you know, I divide mind into two components. Mm -hmm. One is minding. And uh, the other is uh, mindfulness. Mm -hmm. So this uh, intermittent silence, basically the watcher, you know, the one who is silent is the, you know, is keeping the mindfulness open. Mm 
-hmm. but minding you want to just try to say okay you know you can stay on the sideline mm -hmm. but it's also important to have friendly relationship with your mind mm -hmm. and uh, that's why i usually don't like people calling it names like monkey mind or something else <laughs> <laughs> right because you start fighting with your mind and then it creates a bad relationship with yourself right i know because mind i mean mind is going to be with you as long as you live right i mean mm -hmm. or even beyond you know we don't know that for sure mm -hmm. but at least you know as long as we live mind is with you so you know have a nice relationship and then you can talk to your mind and say okay can you stay away for a few minutes you know <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so funny but it's so true absolutely i like that i really do so i know that you have a book right focusing on like life to life can you talk a little yeah. bit about your book so the book book is called journey from life to life Mm -hmm. achieving higher purpose and uh, um, it's uh, in simple words you know every day we go to sleep and we get up right we are awake so we can say our life is you know journey from sleep to sleep or journey from awake to awake right? mm -hmm. so journey from life to life is very similar we live we die and then we come back mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. even if you don't believe in coming back i think all the religions believe something exists after we die mm -hmm. we go somewhere whether we return or not maybe a question mm -hmm. and uh, my whole premise has been that uh, when we live we plan minute details of many things like you're going on vacation you will have a ticket you will have a passport you will have um, some idea and then you will have a plan of what you will do and you, you we plan every detail of what we will go, do there when we go there mm -hmm. when we comes to dying we just leave everything to a belief system or some god Mm-hmm. And that's it. I mean, somehow we are at peace or we don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And I'm raising the question that should we do something? And if we can do something, what can we do? Mm -hmm. so this book does go into it. But it also talks about living a successful life or living a happy life. Mm -hmm. Because if you live well, you will die well and probably you will have a better journey beyond that mm -hmm. i'll share a story with you i mean this is not one of those happy stories uh, lindsay is uh, there was a this is a father you know i had we have an i mean i'm a physician as you know and uh, mm -hmm. there was a mm -hmm. nurse and after reading my book she shared this story with me and uh, she noticed that uh, somebody you know her friend's father was in the hospital and uh, he was dying mm -hmm. so the daughter mm -hmm. goes to him and says what do you think 
about your life? How would you summarize your life's journey? Mm-hmm. And uh, he was, you know, it was difficult for him to speak, but he spoke one word, and that was wasted. Mm. And that was kind of that hit me as well. I mean, the way she mm-hmm. shared to me that he felt that he wasted his life. I mean, he had problems. He, you know, he had problems with alcohol and his uh, may have other, you know, issues. But he felt that he did not do well in his life. Or you know, if he had to live again, probably he will live differently. Mm-hmm. And. I think we should ask this question while we are living, while we are going through the journey. Mm-hmm. That is my life, what my life is going to be, and what is the purpose of my life. Mm-hmm. And achieving higher purpose is, you know, is the subheading of my book. And uh, that's an important part of the book as well. Mm-hmm. That we all have a purpose in life, of course, you know, you become a doctor, you become an engineer. And uh, we achieve, you know, tremendous heights in as far as our body is concerned, our mind is concerned. Mm-hmm. But that something is missing out. Something is, uh, there is some areas where we don't work on or we don't know what to do about it. Mm-hmm. In the app, I call that it. There is body, and there is mind, and there is a flame, flame of consciousness. Mm. And that that flame of consciousness, we all have a, a third dimension in our life, or third element in our life, apart from mm-hmm. body and mind. So we focus on body, we focus on mind. We become great achievers in those fields because we know about them, but we ignore our individual consciousness that is deep inside, which is the core strength. Mm -hmm. And I think we need to work on that uh, because many times uh, we had a very successful orthopedic colleague and he was amazing. He was a great surgeon, great family man. And one day, you know, he committed suicide. Mm. So there is something is missing. We mm-hmm. have a high burnout rate. We have high um, stress situation that we can't deal. But some people can. Mm-hmm. So is there some other elements that we should be working on? So it's not like it's it's a interest of some elite or some weird people or some eccentrics. I think mm-hmm. it needs to be in the mainstream. This knowledge and this. Uh, some sort of practice whereby you can strengthen your inner self or inner being or increase the size of the flame, in my words. Mm -hmm. And that can illuminate your mind and body and your whole life. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I really like that you brought that story about him reflecting and it being like he felt like he wasted it because sometimes we can get so focused on, well, I'll come back in my next life that we don't actually do anything with this one. And it's like, no, you're supposed to make progress each, you know, when you're here, when in whatever area that that is to you. Um, and that's 
typically always surrounding around fulfillment and and your purpose and fulfilling that is the only thing that can really give that sense of feeling like you didn't waste anything, you know. So Lizzie, you are doing a lot of work. You have been started doing this podcast and helping people. What motivated you or why why did you I mean what have you you been practicing? Have you shared that with you, your listeners? Or can you do that? Yeah, absolutely. So um I focus on really helping people with um their self-esteem and healing, anything that, you know, sometimes we're afraid to heal things because uh, it looks scary to us. <laughs> but uh, I, I went on this journey about 10 years ago where I started because I, I had a very negative mindset, very fear-based. And um, I didn't know. I didn't know there was another way of thinking. And I started to read books. I started to focus on meditating. I started to kind of shift my mindset a little bit and I was able to truly change my life. And once I realized that it just became a passion of mine to always like share that with people because uh, I don't want people to suffer unnecessarily because we suffer a lot with our mind. So I, I just kept learning. I just kept, you know, working on myself and self-development, but I wasn't actually sharing anything. And, um, I was just kind of dormant whenever I would have conversations with people. I would talk about surface stuff. I wouldn't talk about any of this, the stuff I talk about now. And then uh, with the pandemic, I was like, okay, I'm going to get a little microphone so I can do some voice acting <laughs> uh, for work because I, I, my line of work is with video production. And so I'm like, okay, well, I can try to do voice acting on the side. And then I said, you know what, let me try this whole podcast thing and see if I can just talk about the things I want to talk about. And through that, I really learned more about myself throughout that journey, but also help with other people as well. And so what drives me is I think about that, you know, with wasting your life. And I think back, like, you know, okay, if I die one day and I, and I talk to God and I reflect and I say, how did I spend my life? <clears throat> and did I spend it making an impact or did I just spend it making someone else rich? And it's like, man, I can't, I can't continue with that, with thinking that I, I didn't leave anything behind. So now I've become obsessed with just trying to leave behind as much as I can, because I think that's the only way we can continue to live forever is by living, leaving behind our knowledge or wisdom to help inspire others, you know. No, oh, that's uh, that's amazing that you is you know you you have started doing this. Um, earlier, you, you and I were talking, and you know, it's like brings me to that point where I say that I believe that uh, some people believe material or material search or material world in kind mm -hmm. of. Um, opposite uh, area of uh, spiritual work and i said why can't we mm -hmm. have both why can't uh, why do we have to yeah. leave the world to become a spiritual i mean we can do that right here and now and be successful in both fields exactly like grow the mind grow the body and grow the flame mm -hmm. uh, yeah i love that so for you uh I'm always so fascinated and I just started learning about the past life 
regression and past lives. And I'm just like, wow, this is a whole nother world. <laughs> but uh, I know you had some great stories and you focus more on like the future, like kind of preparing yourself for the future life, right? That's the area because uh, we are mostly future oriented. Mm -hmm. When you really become serious in past life regression, you can go to through some exercises or, or as you mentioned, hypnotherapy. Mm -hmm. But really trying to go into past life, you have to become past oriented. You start thinking about yesterday, mm -hmm. day before yesterday, month before yesterday, you know, today, a year before today. So your journey becomes, and for that, I will have to take a break from what I'm mm -hmm. doing mm -hmm. or not do it well. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's what has prevented me from going into the past life as search. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as a journey from life to life is concerned, mm -hmm. this is a future oriented. Uh, what happens uh, when we after when we die? Mm -hmm. or is there a gap between we die and um, if we come back? If we come back. Mm -hmm. And what happens in that duration and how? what is the process of coming back? What stays behind and what determines uh, how we come back? So those things are future-oriented. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. So it's easier for me to work on that because our life is generally future-oriented. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, all we have is the present moment. All we have is now. And as soon as you say now, that becomes the past. So, um, you know, now is always now, whether it's in the future or right in this present moment. Um, so I, I love your approach. And it's true, you know, you can't live. The only thing I think with past life is just you can just kind of answer a few questions, maybe, but you can't do anything. You can't, You don't have any control over it. You can't go back and change anything, um, but you can do something right now with the present moment. So the present moment will change your future. You know, like right now, your life today will become your past life. So you have to do what you can right now to change, you know, change it. Uh, so I really like that. That's that's so empowering. Yeah, but there's nothing wrong in going in past life if you have the time and energy to go. As we discussed earlier, when you go into these areas, uh, meditation is the tool. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes we think meditation is just closing your eyes and going on to a guided meditation into a kind of in a, into a forest or a <laughs> like mm -hmm. all these explorations and people have done these explorations in the past mm -hmm. in ancient times yeah there is a lot more to the other world or the other you know inner self mm -hmm. than what we make it to be make it believe we feel like our world, which we know, is so vast. Mm -hmm. like we have not even explored. I mean, we are going to Mars, we are going to Moon, but you know, the whole galaxy. I mean, is so fascinating, so vast. When we think of the other side, which we don't see, or you know, where we go after we die, mm -hmm. we think it's just limited to two places, you know, heaven and hell. 
and it's it has to be bigger and vaster than what you know what we see now yeah absolutely and, uh, so have you had any uh, experiences with you know with focusing on this with talking to different people has anyone shared you know because i i've heard so many stories where people have actually died you know, and then they come back, you know, of course, like maybe they're in the hospital and it goes flatline and they see a light and then they come back and they have all of this information of what happened in that moment when they are, when they died. Have you talked to anybody that's experienced that? Um, yes, I do want to share one of those stories. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Um, I did a big surgery, like seven, eight hour surgery on a patient. Mm-hmm. And uh, the surgery went well. Patient did well. Mm-hmm. Um, but after surgery, he went into coma. Mm. And uh, we had all the specialists, the neurologist and uh, the internal medicine staff, people, all kind of tests was done. We couldn't find a reason why he's in coma. Mm-hmm. And he was 87 years old. Oh, wow. Um, Just couldn't figure it out. Mm -hmm. His wife will come every evening around 7, 7.30, hold his hand and talk to him as if she's having conversation. Mm -hmm. He was not responding, but, you know, she will have that for half an hour to an hour without fail she will come hold his hand talk to him mm-hmm. and this kept going for probably 10 10 11 12 you know i don't know exactly how many days mm-hmm. one day as she was holding his her, his hand she felt his fingers move mm. so she thought it she was imagining but then you know he squeezed her hand and then kind of she went into tears and kind of waved at the nurse who was sitting, you know, who she could see. Mm-hmm. Then nurse keeps running. He wakes up, you know, he comes out of coma. And then wow. in, in a day or two, he goes home. And then he comes back for follow-up in my office. So mm-hmm. I asked him, do you remember anything? that happened, you know, during those days. And so he was saying, well, I could see myself at top of the building of the hospital, which is, you know, eight, nine, eight, ten story building. And I could see my wife sitting down, holding my hand. I could see my body there. Wow. (laughs) That's crazy. And and he, he gave me the full detail and his wife, was you know like confirmed all the details he gave wow uh, no that was a that was something that is a i don't know i mean people call it near-death experience but there is in that book journey from life to life uh, i talk about uh, different bodies we have so physical Mm -hmm. body is what we see Mm -hmm. and there is another body which is called ethereal body Mm -hmm. It's like vapor. So when you are angry, you feel big, you know. When you are happy, you feel big. When you are depressed and down, you feel small. 
Mm-hmm. That's the property of that ethereal body. Mm. It expands or, or or becomes smaller depending on what your mood you are in. Mm-hmm. And the third body is called the astral body. The astral body, uh, sometimes we, I don't know if you had, I mean, I had dreams where I'm flying or, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. There and maybe a recurrent dream, but that's the dream of uh, that uh, astral body. Sometimes it comes out of your body. And uh, I don't know if you had times when you have felt like you can't move your body or some, you know, we call them what nightmare or something. Mm-hmm. When the astral body is out the outside your body, um, that feeling can be not good, you know, if it, because the body doesn't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But those are, you know, accidental things. But uh, sometimes the near-death experience is one of the explanations is that uh, the astral body gets out and can see yourself. Um, and the book talks about how astral body can get out uh, when something happens to you and when you are dying basically mm. and then it continues the journey along along and and it can be it, it can be practiced there are meditation techniques where you can practice uh, and uh, be at a point where you can get uh, your astral body i mean get to know your astral body mm-hmm Wow, that's fascinating. And um, I know you you had also shared some stories earlier before we started recording that I was like, oh my gosh, it's so interesting how when you really take a step back and from focusing on like the physical world, the things you can really see about yourself from a spiritual standpoint is just mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, some of those things can come out of, a, you know, a spiritual or mystery and come mm-hmm. back into science. I mean, what is science? Anything that we don't, uh, we know or can prove. So the science, I mean, it's hard to know what should be the steps to work on these things, but it, I'm sure it can be because uh, mm-hmm. people who said that, they didn't say because they believe, because mm-hmm. they experienced and they, um, worked on it and if uh, mm-hmm. thousands of people worked on it and had the same experience then it no longer is a mystery it becomes more it comes more in this you know realm of science but that's one of the things I mentioned that you know the eastern wisdom eastern wisdom and western uh, science that when they merge together, I think we will have the next re- revolution. You know, it's like we had a revolution when the Les Alamos project on atomic energy happened. I think mm-hmm. the energy of consciousness is something, I mean, there are many people who are working on it, but sooner or later, I think it will probably happen. And we will mm-hmm. know more about it and more work will be done. And that's one of the cases I make that we should, it should, the science and the normal people should get interested in this. I'm so mm-hmm. happy you are doing this thing. But one of the story I think you're talking about, which I shared, and I love sharing that story, um, was uh, about the little girl, right? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I mean, the, and the terminology she used, uh, 
she was three years old and she, she happened to be a granddaughter of one of the nurses I worked with. And one day she says, well, my new family is uh, much better than my old family. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh my and gosh. Said, my new, your new family and old family. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> so then they listened to her and she described how there was this family and she was one of five or seven daughters and uh, they all had some illness and medicine was given, but she threw her medicine, the others took it, the other sisters, and they all died and she lived. And mm. um, and she described, gave some description. So they went looking for that story. They tried to uh, see if there was any authenticity to that. And they found that there was uh, somebody in the Quebec province uh, 150 years ago, they found a family that had exactly the stories she mentioned. So, wow. Yeah, that is so interesting. And I think that with children, that they're more sensitive because they are not, you know, their brain isn't 100% developed yet. So they haven't created a lot of blockages and their conscious mind doesn't have as much control. So I think that says something about that, you know, like um, the fact that she was so young and could still share all this information so easily. It's just so interesting. Yeah. And the way she put it. And then, so one of the things that happens in the journey from life to life is uh, at, at the time of birth, it's so painful, the birthing process. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, we are happy and the baby cries, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, but it wipes out the memory of the past life. So that's a mm-hmm. normal process. But some people accidentally remember it. And uh, as you mm-hmm. said, when you are young, you may remember it, but slowly and slowly, we we make them forget if yeah that is interesting so are there some ways or some things we should start focusing on now with our present life for the future so to start with i think it's good to start into some practice either mindfulness or intermittent silence as i mentioned in the app because that's the beginning the starting point Mm-hmm. And then once you get there, then you can work on more about living a successful life, living a good life. And uh, the mm-hmm. book, Journey from Life to Life, talks about five pillars of success and, mm-hmm. and some other things that may affect your this life and how do you plan for next life. And if you live a good life now, you have a better chance of having a better life next time. Mm-hmm. Um, and all those details the book does go into. But to start with, uh, as we talked earlier, um, and I tell people, when you mindfulness practice, you can do it uh, just in the morning. Uh, like mind has two elements. One is minding, the other is mindfulness. Mm-hmm. And um, mindfulness is more like a camera or camcorder. You know, you turn it on. You record mm-hmm. and you turn it off. Mm-hmm. So in the morning when you get up, everything you do, just do it in slow motion. 
just watch every step that you take and the toothbrush you take or toothpaste you take out. So every movement, as much as you can watch, just watch mm -hmm. it for 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Just be mindful. And, and that is a simple practice because uh, you're, you're just not doing much. You know? But once you practice either this or intermittent silence, as you talk, you can just, uh, those things start percolating your other 24 hours. They start helping you all the time. You start becoming more mindful in general. Mm -hmm. um, and that's it. that's no different than somebody learning to play tennis. I mean, sometimes, you know, I had a friend I started playing and he was a much better player than me. He would send, throw a top spin at me, <laughs> go, you know, past me as if I didn't notice what happened. <laughs> <laughs> but then, you know, start practicing and looking at the ball, keeping an eye on the ball and, you know, the speed and you come to a point where you, you start seeing that ball. Right? Mm -hmm. The same way, um, and, you know, all this commando training and all that, I mean, they are trained to be mindful of everything that's happening around them, right? Even in the mm -hmm. blind sight area. So oh, yeah. it can be developed, I mean, in normal practice as well. You don't have to become a detective, but still, you can practice mindfulness short mm -hmm. periods rather than whole day of mindfulness. And then once you practice for those 10 minutes, you know, it can be helpful in other parts of your life. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, I love that advice. And I think that's something that you know, we can start doing right away. It's nothing you have to go somewhere or whatever. Like, I mean, you can really just start being more mindful right now. Mm -hmm. Yes. And if you want to do deeper, you can always uh, go to my website and download the app, relaxed.org mm -hmm. with two X. So R-E-L-A-X-X dot O-R-G. And uh, there is a, the app, Relax app, and download it. And there is uh, quite a few me deep meditations there. And one of the things, Lindsay, that is suggested that you should do, and I strongly recommend is if you do any practice, like when we talked about mindfulness in the morning, mm -hmm. do every morning at a certain time, so same time, same place, mm. and same routine. What happens is that your body and that time, I mean, they all start waiting for you to do mm. somehow. It's just the whole thing synchronizes. The whole universe wants to help you as if, you know. Mm -hmm. So when the time comes, when 7 a.m. comes, your body will say, okay, start being mindful. Mm -hmm. If you do exercise at the same time and same place, it just uh, builds into your routine. So make it, make it into routine rather than, okay, I'll do it, you know, and then not, mm -hmm. never do it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I like that, too, because uh, it's uh, programming, basically. You're programming yourself to do healthier things. So I like that. I'm going to start, like, setting a time and being more consistent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then consistency becomes easier, I suppose. 
Mm-hmm. Then it just becomes habit after yeah, a while. Yeah. Or... Then mm-hmm. just, uh, you, you don't ask questions. Uh, your mind doesn't try to take you away. Mm-hmm. You just do it. Yeah, just do it. That's awesome. Well, I really loved this conversation. Do you have any questions for me or anything else you want to share? No, I really don't. I mean, I'm so happy that you're doing this. And I would just encourage you to continue doing it because there are people, and there is a lot of people who want to learn more about it. I mean, I was mm-hmm. shocked. I mean, after I wrote the book, I was giving my talks, book talks. Mm-hmm. And I learned so much from people. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. just, uh, it's just amazing. And uh, in a way, this app is a pro- byproduct of those talks and conversations with people because those people suggested I should do a workshop. Mm-hmm. And then Corona happened and we, we were almost, we were set up to do a workshop, mm-hmm. a physical mm-hmm. workshop in March and we couldn't do it. And then we did some virtual workshop and then as you said you know all this uh, experience and knowledge that i had gained i thought okay let's put it in a form of an app and make it a portable guru you know mm-hmm. yes absolutely that's wonderful just that way so many people all over the world can use it and you're just leaving behind, you know, what you know, and that is fantastic. I'm definitely going to check out that app um, shortly today. And um, do, how can anybody get in touch with you if they have any questions or just to go to the, the website, relax.org? Yeah, and there is a contact form there. So that will be the easiest way to do it. And uh, now you know about me, so they can contact you and you can kind of uh, refer or talk to me about it. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing everything today, Dr. Bhatha. I learned so much and I can't wait to put it into action. And I know all the listeners are appreciating it as well. So thank you so much for tuning in today. All right. What did you think of that conversation? Do you believe in past life regression? Do you believe in future lives? Or do you just believe that the life you have today is the only life you'll ever have? Thank you so much for tuning in. Please be sure to follow and subscribe so that you can get brand new topics every single week on self-development, inner guidance, spirituality, and self-esteem and self-love. Thank you so much for tuning in. And this is Heartblend Podcast.